Hello, my fellow spirits, demons, and cryptids. I'm delighted that you've come. I have a story to tell you, something that happened long ago. Or recently. It's difficult to tell what with time being a figment of our imagination. Even so, allow me to be your narrator. Your guide to a place similar to ours, filled with people similar to you, as they face the strange, the dangerous, and the mysterious. Make sure you're comfortable, but not too comfortable. And if you feel something watching you, don't worry. That's completely normal. I heard the whistle. It echoed out my window, and I felt my heart race. It beckoned me to it. It whistled again. I didn't know why, but it sounded persistent. It echoed in my head more and more. I didn't even know if it was still whistling by the time I grabbed my coat and went out the door. The train station wasn't far behind, just a small creek and a short distance into the woods away. There weren't many passenger trains anymore. The most I expected as I crossed the creek was that I would see the cargo train chugging by and that would be the end of it. At the very least, it would settle my craving to see it. I don't think I ever lived anywhere where there wasn't a train track nearby. It was always something that I heard in the background, and most of the time I didn't think about it. Even as a child, when I would play in the playground as the afternoon traffic went by, the distant echo of the train whistle wasn't something I would normally pay attention to. I didn't know why I was rustling my way through the tall grass and trees, or why the whistling of the train called out to me so much that I would leave the safety of my quiet home, but I was enjoying the crisp forest walk regardless. I supposed that I was at least getting in some exercise. I spent hours just sitting down in my living room after work, so at least it was getting me out of the house. My life was the carnival casino I worked at. I didn't spend time with my co-workers outside of the job. I didn't visit my family or even go out to eat most days. Before that moment, I hardly even explored anything past my yard. I was eager and afraid at the same time, but my legs wouldn't stop walking. Once I got there, I didn't realize the vehicle waiting at the station. It was long, white, and sleek, like an electrical bullet train, but I didn't see how it could operate on coal-run tracks. Was this some sort of new model? If so, why was it stopping in a rural area near a small town in the middle of the night? It was a passenger train, even. There was no one around, which was odd. I expected there to be workers or passengers or anyone, but I was strangely all alone. The door slid open, and there was a brilliant light. I shied away from it, but it left me with a soft, warm glow. I felt drawn to it, like prey to an angler's glow. I drug myself right into the jaws of the predator, unaware that I was never going home again. I don't know how much time passed before I was able to shake away the light from my mind. My vision returned to me. Welcome, welcome. Step right up. Jazzer's the name, and this is my domain. The being that greeted me was like one that I've seen in my nightmares. He had no face, just a wide, toothy grin. He flipped his cane and gave a carnival bow. You came just in time for your trip, George. How did you know my name? I asked with a heavy breath. The train jolted into motion, and I had to grab a rail. This train has two destinations. Jazzer leaned against his cane. There is your destination, and then not your destination. He pointed to the front and the back of the train. Choose wisely. Then he disappeared. I was left there wondering what to do. When I realized that out the windows, it didn't look as though we were moving at all. 
Despite that, I felt the ground rumbling beneath me and the inertia of the train was pushing me back. Back. Wait. Go back. I decided to run to the back of the train and try to get out before the train went too far away from home. I ran as fast as I could from one cart to another cart. I shouted, Help! Someone stop the train! I want to go back home! But there was no one to hear me. I ran to the next cart and fell over from the rumbling train. I felt like I could almost slide from cart to cart. I looked out the window, but everything still looked exactly the same. I felt hopeless. The train was just jerking me wherever it wanted. I had no control. I remained on the ground, hopeless. What would happen if I just stayed here? Would the train send me back home out of boredom? Or would I just be stuck here forever? Jazzer! I cried to the front of the train. Please, just let me go home. The train halted suddenly, and I felt myself fly backwards. I hid my head on the door of the cab. Well, at least I knew for a fact now that this wasn't a dream. I sat up slowly to see Jazzer standing before me. Look, you have a very nice train, I told him. But I really want to go home now. You want to change your destination? You'll have to play a game first. Behind him popped up a fair game booth blocking the way to the next cart. It had three darts sitting on the counter and a wheel of colors on the other side. It looked just like one of the casino games I maintained at work. Step right up and choose where to go. You get three chances. The lack of expressions on the creature's face other than his eerie grin made me shiver. I stood up, rubbing my head, and hesitantly got closer to him to see the game. The wheel had a lot of different colors and different hues. Each section was so small that I wasn't sure what was good and what was bad. I leaned forward a little. I could barely make out words on each section. Even the words that were short enough to decipher were of things I never heard before. How was I supposed to know what to aim for? Take your three shots, George, Jazzer jeered. The audience is waiting. Audience? I looked around, but I didn't see anyone. Now that he said that, I kept having the feeling of being watched. I took a deep breath and nodded. Okay. I picked up the first dart and was about to throw it when the wheel started to spin. Oh, come on, I sighed. Well, it wasn't like I knew what I was choosing anyway. I held my breath and threw one dart. I heard it go thunk, but the wheel was spinning so much that I couldn't see where it was pointing. I threw the other dart. Thunk. But I couldn't tell where it was until the wheel stopped spinning. I tossed the last dart as straight as I could. The wheel slowed down. But as it did, the wheel was only two colors, red and blue two slots. All three darts were on the red half. Not your destination. Oh, come on, I cried. Sorry, kid. Them's the rules. Jazzer cackled before he and the game disappeared. The train jerked and started to speed again. I hurried towards the back of the cart again. No, I can't just never go home again. My parents will find out. They'll find you. They'll call the police, I shouted. This is a kidnapping. I managed to get myself to another cart where there was what seemed like a route map. I gripped a handrail that looked to it, but as I did, I noticed that all except for one route read, not your destination. I focused on the other one that said, your destination. How do I get there? There has to be a way. There's got to be a way to better my odds. I saw something jump around on the map. I thought it was a fly at first, but then I noticed it was a you are here sticker carelessly bouncing here and there, almost too quick to keep an eye on. It didn't follow any path, no paths, just bouncing and turning and spinning around. I tried to hit it, to move it on my own, but a thick wall of plastic shielded the sticker from me. I had no control. 
I turned back to the rest of the cart and shouted, You can't keep me here forever! There was no response. I was losing whatever composure I had left. I kept going back from cart to cart, trying to find something different, or an ending, or anything. What do you want, huh? Money? I'll get you all the money you want. I'll rob a bank if you need me to. Just let me go home. Is it company? Or hey, if you want to play another game, I'm down for that too. Come on, just tell me what you want. The train stopped and I fell backward. I was at the last cart, though I thought I was in the middle before. The door slid open. I thought my heart was going to rip out my chest. My lungs felt like they were burning. I scrambled out of the train and ran off of the platform. The door closed and the train started to leave again. I watched it go and sighed. I got out, at last. It felt like it happened so fast. I explored the hope that it may have all just been a dream. I laid on the grass and took in the fresh air. I opened my eyes to look at the black sky. Odd. The night was more black than usual. Maybe my eyes needed to adjust to the light. It was darker than usual, too. Were there clouds out tonight? I sat up. No. Something wasn't right. I wandered a little way to a clearing to get a better look. A lone white moon shone above me. My eyes widened. No, that isn't right, I cried. The moon is too small, and where's the other moon? I looked through the sky. All the stars are different. I don't see any blue or red ones. They're all just white. They're not in the right places. Where's the smiling man constellation? I had to be seeing things. I rushed home as fast as I could. Trees and bushes were all arranged differently. I heard a strange sound of chirping that I couldn't recognize. I got to the creek and it was flowing the opposite way. I ran home as fast as I could. Someone help me, I screamed. I hoped that my house was at least the same, that my phone would still be on the counter, that my parents' numbers were still the same. I tried to open my door with my key and it worked to my relief. Once I got inside, however, I was face to face with a woman I'd never met before. George, honey, where have you been? You look pale. Pale, I asked, and I looked down to my hands. Ah, I yelped, my skin. My skin was pale and almost pink. It wasn't gray at all. Oh, my almighty, am I sick? Almighty who? The woman asked. George, you're scaring me. Who are you? I asked. Where am I? What year is this? The woman tried to get close to me, but I shied away. I'm your wife, George. Don't you remember me? Listen, just sit down, okay? I'll call the ambulance. A wife? That's impossible, I demanded. George, you're scaring me, the woman's voice shook. You're scared? I'm 23 years old and you're saying we're married? 23 years old? George, the woman implored. Please relax, we'll figure this out, okay? You must have hit your head and suffered some amnesia. You're forgetting nearly 17 years of your life. No, I'm not. I was in this train, and this guy, well, thing, he took me, and I could feel my eyes getting hot with tears. Sweetheart, please, just sit down and listen to me. You're not 23 anymore. You're going on 40 now. It's 2010, sweetheart. 2010, I hollered. It was 1993, just hours ago. Just relax. I'll call the hospital, and we'll get this all sorted out, okay? I can make you some tea to calm you down. Exhausted, confused, and frustrated, I sat down and wrapped myself in a blanket. All right, I said, but honestly, I was just worried I was going to pass out if I kept trying to find out what happened. When the police came, I tried as calm as possible to explain what happened. Of course nobody believed me. I was sent to a hospital. They decided that I may have suffered a concussion. 
My head was still bruised from hitting it in the train. I told the story of Jazzer to anyone that would listen, but even though I had people interested in the story, no one believed it. I was getting tired reliving the same events over and over again. I've been placed into therapy twice a week. The continents, the islands, and all the monuments have changed. Names have changed. No one has ever heard of Terusa or about the white train, and no one knows the name Jazzer. They think I made up a second moon. They think I'm delirious and thinking that I was never married and that it's supposed to be 1993. My parents aren't the same. My co-workers aren't the same. But I still work at the Carnival Casino. I still work on the machines. It's the only place that I feel any familiarity. I keep worrying about my life back home. No matter how much I try to get used to things, I don't know this place. This world is not mine. What? happened to me. Thank you for listening to my tale. If you wish to find more creations of mine, please visit Harganoff Animated on YouTube, spelled H-A-R-G-A-N-O-P-H. If you wish to support me or take advantage of perks such as content a week ahead of time, sneak peeks of new projects, or chances to contribute to these tales, visit patreon.com slash harganoff, again spelled H-A-R-G-A-N-O-P-H. I find such delight in sharing my stories with you. Hopefully, I will see you again soon.